0: I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and welcome to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. Way back in English Lit class at Reynolds High School in my hometown of Victoria, I remember Mrs. Kent waxing rhapsodically about Milton's Paradise Lost and asking us if we believed in Paradise Regained. I, with my thoughts on the basketball game that night against arch-rivals Oak Bay, thought she was a bit loopy. But something must have got through, for I've found myself not infrequently since reflecting on that very question. I've never felt completely comfortable in society as it's been elaborated, and yearned not only for something better, but for how I might play a part in improving it. And it is this, of course, that's led me to Brazil and the profound work of Dr. Norberto Kepi. Because I'm happy to report, there is, in this science of psychosociopathology, both a sublime analysis of how we've painted ourselves into such a tight corner and a therapy to help us get out. If we apply Kepi's findings, we have a chance. Paradise Now and the Universal Society, today on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. Our program is proudly part of the Stop Radio Network and available in a number of ways. Programs are available as individual downloads, and we have close to 500,000 of those now through iTunes or any podcatcher, thinking with somebody else's head is the podcast name. Our innovative radio station, the Stop Radio Network, is available wherever fine radio stations are sold. (laughs) I've always wanted to say that. That's through iTunes radio stations and through the TuneIn Radio app or streaming on our sites at stopradio.org or heatingthroughconsciousness.com. And by the way, if you visit our sites... You'll see a little icon there on the homepage to send us a voicemail. Boy, I would love you to do that. So if you're inspired, feel free. You know, one of the saddest things I think you can say about a person is he lost his idealism. That seems to me a personal tragedy that's played out billions of times in human history, but perhaps most notably in the last century, because it was in this period that, that we most became free enough of the rigors of survival that we could take a look more deeply at what it means to be human. With the liberation of many of us from manual labor and with the various humanistic movements of the past two or three hundred years or so, we've seen a deep questioning in society about the basic human questions of meaning and purpose to human life. We've seen pictures of the Earth from space and seen our fragile planet floating in the blackness like a blue pearl, and that's made us think about our place in the cosmos. We've been forced into reflection with the constant reports of species suffering at our hands and of billions of our brothers and sisters going without. We've had the opportunity and the means to reflect and consider, and that's why I think it's so tragic when we abdicate that need and turn our backs on our idealism, on the desire to work for a just society, just because a corporation dangles a fat paycheck in front of us, or there's a mania for publishing the habits and pathways to success that screams at us from bookstore shelves and magazine covers and leads us away from the true meaning of what it is to be human. We sell out our idealism at great expense, whether it's Obama Praising Martin Luther King's tremendous spiritual power while cynically declaring that this example would not be sufficient for a political leader to follow, or a teenager trading her dreams to be an artist or an engineer for a career in credit default swaps, or a person on his deathbed lamenting a life wasted in secondary pursuits, the closing the door on ideals and hope is a true human tragedy. Money can't buy love, as the lads from Liverpool reminded us all those years ago. But it seems we say, well, I'm going to sell out for money or fame or power just the same. Our program today, I hope, will rekindle any embers of idealism still burning in your tired breast, and assuage any postmodern anguish you may feel with the consoling consciousness that Norberto Cepi's work of Analytical Trilogy is here to lead the human being back to the goodness for which he was created. Paradise now and the universal society when thinking with somebody else's head continues on the Stop Radio Network.
1: From the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil, this is the Stop Radio Network. In the United States, there is a hidden government.
0: In 1985... Norberto Kepi published an explosive analysis of the pathology of power.
1: The new world order that they are trying to implant goes totally against ethical principles.
0: 28 years later, Liberation of the People is still the most relevant book available that exposes our inverted socio-economic structure and who's responsible for
1: it. They are like sharks and you are like fishes in an ocean.
0: The people's reaction to Kepi's book was enthusiastic. The powerful hated it.
1: They were able to do a master cover-up.
0: Norberto Kepi's book was buried, and the warning went out to the media.
1: You are never, ever to mention the work of Norberto Keppi.
0: Now, Norberto Kepi's timely book is available again. For your free download of Norberto Kepi's Liberation of the People, go to liberationofthepeople.org.
1: You're listening to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. Our program is based on the science of analytical trilogy. If you're interested in learning more, you'll find information about books, TV shows, and any upcoming congresses or teleclasses on our site at healingthroughconsciousness.com. Now back to thinking with somebody else's head with Richard Lloyd Jones and Dr. Claudia Bernhardt Pacheco on the Stop Radio Network.
0: We are the Stop Radio Network. Our program is called Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. and We've been uh, a couple of weeks without speaking with Claudia Bernhardt Pacheco, which I have, uh, I have felt the lack. Of this.
1: <laughs> I missed you and our audience. Very
0: nice. We had uh, Alexander Frascari and Will Lajunesto trying to fill your shoes but last they, week.
1: <laughs> but they have their own shoes, uh, which yeah, are beautiful. Yes.
0: And Alex's shoes are very big. Yeah. And uh, they were talking about the Kepi motor and about uh, Norberto Kepi's metaphysical Ah. basis of science Ah. because that's even more interesting than the kepi motor which is very interesting the metaphysical basis that kepi has brought i think is even more interesting than the technology
1: i think so too you think so
0: too so on the weekend you were doing a, a, a new program a new class that you're doing monthly which is available by the way anybody who wants to watch online it is available online called the secret history of brazil and this sounds like uh, the history of Brazil, and it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's, it relates to Brazil. But it's actually the secret history of humankind, isn't it?
1: Yes. Yeah. Why uh, do you think, uh, when we think about Brazil in these terms, we think about humankind? Yeah. What do you have in mind,
0: Richard? Well, my experience here, I think, that Brazil is a country that really welcomes everybody. But, I mean, there are many countries that could say that. But Brazil has a kind of a spiritual uh, focus that you don't feel necessarily in other countries. So if you come here and you're Jewish or Muslim or Catholic or Protestant or... A uh, spiritist or uh, atheist—it doesn't matter. You're welcomed here, and your spiritual beliefs are incorporated inside the country. So I feel that Brazil, in a way, has a, a different role than other countries that have been built up around immigration. Canada, you know United
1: something, States. Richard? If we want to do something really universal, if we want to do something. For all peoples, for all religions, for all races, we need a space that is very special. Brazil is this space. It's nature, it's climate, the environment, the people. If you want to do something ecumenical, universal, for all peoples, Brazil is the space. You cannot find in anywhere else the situation that we have here, because when you speak about United States being international, you can say that, but it's international in terms that everybody goes there for a purpose which is not international purpose they they have their own purpose, like doing businesses, learning something uh uh, making money, mostly... Becoming doing a great tur- athlete. Yes, doing tourism. It's more ego-oriented or corporate-oriented.
0: This is the Ameri- getting a slice of the American dream, I guess. Exactly, be, yeah. exactly.
1: And in Brazil, no, you have um, room for just to be who you are and to contribute if you want. And you have a, an acceptance. You are integrated here. As in any other way or any other place um, in the world. There's this, no other Oh my no God! Place. It's it's no comparison. Yeah, no that, comparison. Yeah, that's true. So it seems that Brazil's mission is to be universal. It's fulfilling the the Templar, the true Templar dream that started in Portugal a long, long time ago.
0: And back in the 1100s, I believe Portugal was. Um was
1: the first state in Europe.
0: Country. Yeah, first state in Europe. First state in Europe. And they were founded on this idea of the Templar Knights. Yes. Of universality. This is what you're su- suggesting. The right?
1: founder of Portugal <laughs> was the founder of Templars. Oh, wow. <laughs> which is São Bernardo, Saint Ber- Ber- Bernard. Saint, Saint Bernard. Yeah. And his cousin, Afonso Henriques. How do you say this Alfonso in your language?
0: Henry, Alfonso Henry, I guess. Al- I don't know if we say Alphonse or what. Uh, <laughs> anyway.
1: <laughs> so they started the whole business of having a place in Europe far from uh, the powers that be of, the, of the, the kings and the nobles and the Vatican. So they were far from all the powers that be like the temporal powers. And even though we say that churches should be religious and transcendental power, it's not. It's it's an institution built by man with man's pathologies and pathology of power. And we are seeing this happening right now at in Vatican, at the Vatican.
0: Are you, are you saying then that Portugal was established with this goal in mind?
1: Yes, for
0: sure. It was not just a country that came about?
1: No, there was no country formed, no state at that time. There were like small groups and kingdoms and nobles here and there, and uh, and empires, but not a state like Portugal. And the meaning of this was to, you know, Portugal is Porto do Grau, in Port,
0: Portuguese. Port of the Grail, yeah, the uh, the Holy Grail that yeah. they talk about in the Arthur legends, thing, yeah.
1: Right? And the intention they had was to use the maps that were found in Jerusalem, in the basement underground. underground excavations of the old Solomon Library of the Temple, Solomon's Temple. And they could find maps, precious maps, indicating where the old Phoenicians with the Jews uh, went with their ships and with all this, and how to get to those places where they could get gold and precious stones and and animals, rare exotic animals and plants and all these speciarias, specialties. So these people, the Phoenicians, much, much before Christ was born, they went all around the world with the Jews. All together, they had an agreement, and they brought a lot of things. So they kept these navigation maps. Incredible. And, and so these maps were brought think, by the
0: Templars. They didn't think the the world was flat then. In those days, no, cases,
1: they. they knew it was not. Yes,
0: yeah, very interesting. This is. Uh, and
1: they have hidden the secret of this hidden precious lands, like yeah. Brazil was was known as a, a, the the big island. And and by the by the way, Brazil, when it was discovered, between quotes in the fifteen hundreds. Uh, in reality, they already knew Brazil for a long time. But they call it a Ilha de Vera Cruz And then a Ilha de Santa Cruz. Okay,
0: so the Isle of the True Cross, of mm-hmm. the Holy Cross.
1: Yeah. So they thought Brazil was a large, a big island. As Isaiah spoke in his writings and his prophecies. And the big islands and the islands were uh, honey and milk would pour mm. one day. Nice. So this Brazil had its mission, and it has its mission, and it seems that by intuition many people are turning their interest in Brazil in this era, yeah. which is the aquarium yeah. era.
0: Yeah. You showed in your, a couple of graphics you showed in your presentation on Saturday that were interesting. One was the, uh, you equated the shape of Portugal with the shape of a lion's yeah. head.
1: If you see NASA's picture of the Portugal taken from a high up on the satellite, yeah. yeah. And you see perfect format of a lion.
0: Yeah. And yeah. what does this mean?
1: Lion is the the meaning of the people of God, God's people. And uh, so the Judah the Judah tribe and and generally they call themselves as, as the lion. Of god I mean the the meaning is everybody who is seen and and live as the people of God, they are called the lion, mm-hmm. the lion, the mm-hmm. Judah lion, mm-hmm. but going back to this, Richard I'm not wanting to say that Brazil is special, and we should in some way it's special because it's meant to be a place where everybody who has a good will, good intention one day can come. And do something meaningful to restore the planet, to reform the planet, and to apply the universal dream, the true universal dream, which is common to every human being. Some people call it millennium, and they were seen as millenaristas. Mm-hmm. Be- why? Why? Because the millenaristas, they follow Saint John in the, in the Revelation book. And some of the Saint John's gospel, where Jesus Christ and where Saint John, they say that here in this planet should be done what Jesus taught, which is a fair, just, peaceful, spiritual, friendly, loving, beautiful. Truthful and good society.
0: (laughs) All those things.
1: And when you pray the Holy Father, you ask him to bring here heaven, the kingdom of his being done here as it is in heaven. So Catholic Church went to a way that they led people to think that the life here, as St. Augustine said, Church, uh, God's life or God's society is the church, and only the church. The rest of the world is the devil's world or something like this, profane. And according to the view of St. John, and our view as well, we understand that everybody who, is, who does something good, beautiful and truthful, who, is, who has a good intention, is Christian. So being Christian, and under our point of view, is to be good, beautiful, and truthful.
0: Yeah. This and simplifies it a lot, actually. <laughs> so
1: this is the only way to unify yeah. all religions, to do a an unification and go beyond some statutes of these institutions.
0: Good. Let's uh, come back in a minute. Uh, this is going to be an esoteric discussion, which is something I love to do with Claudia. Back in just a moment, I'm Thinking With Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. Don't go away. With listeners in more than 100 countries, you're listening to Thinking With Somebody Else's Head, our signature program on the Stop Radio Network. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones. You know, there are many ways to dig deeper into the themes we discuss in our Stop Radio Network programs. There are books and TV and radio programs, conferences, teleclasses. But what about this one? learning a language. That's kind of wild, isn't it? Millennium Language School in Sao Paulo, where I teach, incidentally, offers eight language courses using Norberto Kepi's psycholinguistic method. Yeah, we use his vast literature and scientific findings to make it easier for anyone to learn a language. It'd be a great time to tackle Portuguese, actually, with Brazil quickly becoming a prime world destination. And you can learn online from wherever you are. So drop us a line if you'd like to learn more. Jones at stop.org.br. Millennium Language Schools. We're teaching life in eight
1: languages. You're listening to the Stop Radio Network from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Our programs are based on the landmark science of Dr. Norberto Kepi, and there are many exciting applications of his work occurring in Brazil and numerous other locations around the world. This includes language classes, translation services, psychology sessions by phone or Skype, and the new energy solutions proposed by the Kepi Motor. Kepi's expansive science is outlined in his many books and TV programs, all available through our site at stop.org. Br now back to thinking with somebody else's head on the stop radio network. We
0: are back thinking with somebody else's head is on the stop radio network. We're preparing for our international congress of analytical trilogy in Cambodia, July sixth to thirteenth, twenty thirteen, and maybe our radio program today is kind of a warm up for that, Claudia, because we, you know, if we talk about this, you were talking about the new society, the the millennium, and you showed a graphic also in your Saturday class of the age of Aquarius, sort of um, the latitude lines that mark the age of Aquarius come down through Greenland a little tip of Canada, yes. just on the very, very eastern. Maybe part. your
1: your town. No, no, I'm on the <laughs> west.
0: I'm, uh, I'm, I'm totally in the <sighs> American side. That's why it took me so long to understand it. Uh, right down through the tip of of uh, Newfoundland of of Canada, and then right through the Atlantic Ocean, bypassing completely the United States and all that, but taking a huge swath of Brazil is inside this. Line of latitude that marks what is being called the age of Aquarius.
1: Yeah. How, how did and that... this was foreseen by these Templars. This is so interesting. They went to the Pope and they asked the, the permission and the right to uh, bring Christianity to the whole planet and before and beyond uh, this line, this, as you mentioned here, <laughs> mm-hmm. so this was done the Tratado de Tordesillas, as we speak in here. The in the Treaty zone. of something. Tordesillas. Yeah. So, all this piece of land that they said that we see now, it was unknown in the past by little, the majority. It was unknown. It was unknown, yeah. only known by the Templars and that had the maps. This region of the the, the land or the the sea, but they didn't know the 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 other people didn't know what was there, and there was Brazil and Latin America.
0: So the, the Templars knew this, and nobody The else. Templars
1: knew. The <laughs> Templars knew. And they wanted to come in secret, because they said, Europe is too corrupt for us to do something as we should do as the gospel, of true gospel of Jesus, the true Christianity would do. And you know something, Richard? If you start studying a little bit of the essence of Confucius, for instance, mm-hmm. from Confucius. China, it's so similar to Jesus Christ, to his teachings. If you see the teachings of Buddha, it's essentially so similar. Yeah. And if you study even Muslims, yeah. uh, their their codes of ethics and Muhammad, Muhammad, uh, it's also so. It's not. Something that you would say the differences are so big that they cannot come together, and the same in Judaism. Yeah. If you follow the Ten Commandments, and and if you diminish the amount of messages and writings that all those Jews added and added and added to the Old Testament, if you go to the essence, boil it to the essence, yes, which is the Ten Commandments. If we would follow the Ten Commandments, the world would be a paradise. That's very clear. So if we get together what Jesus taught, and what all these people know, even the, the, the those who follow the Indian tradition, like the Mayan and the Incas, and all those traditions, you get to one essence, which is the teachings of Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, this is so incredible. In fact, I think it was uh, a, I was reading a business book one time, Claudia, written by a philosopher and he said in doing an enormous amount of research at all of the religions and spiritual practices in the earth they all have the same yeah. idea which is the, the sort of this golden rule is predominant in all of them do unto others as you would have them do exactly, unto you imagine it exactly. if we lived by that we would have we would have this
1: the paradise
0: paradise now
1: yes paradise now <laughs> so this is what we propose <laughs> paradise now Yeah, it's very ambitious it's not impossible
0: no I wanted to make that link actually because if, if we think about it, sometimes I, I have the feeling I was talking with a Canadian listener to our programs and he was saying you know Richard I'm so excited about what you're doing and I'm passing the book Liberation of the People Around to Everybody but I don't what can we do what can we do and I, 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 it struck me that people in uh, many people in the first world particularly are very linked to law and legislation and trying to resolve all of the myriad problems with this treaty and that agreement and this protection zone and all of these things in little ways, it's it's overwhelming. We can never resolve it that way. But what you're talking about and what Dr. Kepi's science brings us is a universal solution to all of these problems. Can we talk about that? Yes, because, that's... because
1: you know something. Everybody wants to do a kingdom like an exoteric kingdom with an X, yeah, uh, meaning one should have laws and external things, buildings, laws, behaviors, like external behaviors and uh, and moral codes. But what Kepi proposes in his science is what the the tradition, the Portuguese tradition, Portuguese speaking, which is Lusophone. Nobody knows what Lusophone is. Yes, yeah, true. Like Anglophones, there are the Lusophones. Yeah. Luso comes from uh, Portugal. Mm-hmm. Portuguese is Luso. So, the Lusophone tradition Lusoph- and culture. Lusophone. lusophone mm-hmm. They understand that a true golden era, or the era of aquarium, or the millennium, or um. You may call it Fifth Empire, as they say. The Fifth Empire is the tradition of the um, old scriptures of Daniel, the prophet Daniel. They spoke about the Fifth Empire, which would be the everlasting empire, which would be all universal and spiritual. So this Lucifer tradition um, knows that this kingdom will come from within, It's a kingdom built from the inner man to the outer world and not the other way around. So if we want to build a true powerful, energetically powerful world, this must come from this incredible energy mankind, each human being has from within, from his inner self which which is where we can really be linked with God, and get and get God's energy, to our own benefit and the benefit of humanity and the planet yeah. and nature.
0: But a disinverted inner world, right? Which is where Kepi's yeah. science comes from. No,
1: now, 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 now. How to get there? <laughs> why? Get there, yeah. Why we have been living with our inner selves all this thousands of years? Everybody, millions and billions of people having an inner life and and even not acknowledging it. So. This is psychopathology, and this is uh, uh, must be seen and addressed by the field of science, a true psychoanalytical science, which encompasses spirituality, philosophy, metaphysics, and that's what Cappy did. So why do we have this this chance now? Because Cappy dis- discovered inversion, and that people are upside down, innerly upside down. We have an inner upside-down will. We want to have the pleasure of the evil things against ourselves, against our fellow man, all those so-called sins or pathologies like laziness, self-centeredness, materialism, pathology of power, arrogance, all this. And this must be seen, acknowledged as the inverted way. Or the inverted me. So if I disinvert myself and my will, immediately I will see how much I'm losing, how much sick I got and the society got because of this inversion. So everything is upside down. The As we say, uh, doctors are against life. Religious people are against God. Lawyers are against wow. Justice. Wow, yeah, justice. So... Uh, economists are against wealth
0: teachers are against education
1: so they and they don't know this they are they are not aware of this this is mostly unconscious husbands wives they are they hate each other instead of being companions uh, it's not they want to kill themselves <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so parents are like the victims of their children and children are against parents so this is due to this inversion now that we have the chance to address this we have a chance to have the gradually a better place to live and reach one day the golden age.
0: Yeah, because how this happens, I think, is that as we begin to address these inversions inside us and we begin to disinvert that a little bit, we then open ourselves to another energetic consciousness. Another. Uh, this sounds so new agey, I don't mean it to be that way, but we somehow we capture... Uh, reality in a different way. We see reality in a different way.
1: But you know, Richard, there are some New Agers that they have part of the truth with yes, them. With yes, them. Yes. And I understand that each person, each group has a part of the truth and that we could see the common denominator and we could get united under the Spirit of God. So the Spirit of God is the common denominator because every religion or every person who does not uh, who does not belong to, like, a church, or some people even that believe themselves as atheists. But if they want justice, if they want to do the right thing for themselves and the others, what is fair, what is beautiful, what is truthful, those who can be a little bit humble, we are in a common place. We are already united, and we don't understand, we don't even realize this.
0: You've not said anything. We haven't had a chance to talk about the the Pope leaving the position. Does this fit into this? Is this...
1: I think that it fits because now they ask for a reformation, yes. a reform. Oh. And if they don't do this reform in this direction, there will be no ecumenism possible. In,
0: in the direction that you're talking about of the inner
1: The inner life, the disinversion... And the Spirit of God. So if we stick to details, we will not get to, to the common denominator, which is the Spirit of God. And I see that I have friends that are coming. One was born and raised in the Mormon church. Another one now presently is in Hindu, like Hinduist and he um, sees a lot of good things coming from this part of the, the part of the planet, mm-hmm. this population in India. Mm-hmm. And some are Buddhists, some are um, coming from Evangelic or Protestant churches, and some are Catholic, and some are nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning they are people with a good will, and people who have a good will. They have the spirit of God in themselves, and this is what we need urgently. I understand that everybody who has a little bit of common sense understand that pedophilia is not some. It's not. It's not good. Even those who are pedophilic, they know within themselves that this is a sickness and should be addressed as a sickness. Of and we we should see them as sick people. And they, in the churches, they formed an environment for those. Religious members that created—they create this inside of people. It's a, a, like a ideal place or ideal philosophy to create abnormal, perverted, sexually perverted beings, yes. because they are taught to refuse uh, a more normal kind of sexuality and to see this as the devil's temptation or something inconvenient. Sure. Um, and so then all the well, everything that is healthy inside of themselves is repressed, is denied. And they are led to become perverts. So what do they do now? They go and they put the finger and they condemn them and they say, you are sinners, you are the, the tumor, the cancer of the church. But they created the cancer with their philosophies. So I understand that there is a lot to be done. A lot, and they have to be a little bit humble and to accept what a true scientist have to say. Like, for instance, we have a lot to contribute to uh, a more balanced kind of religion because we deal with the souls of people. Yeah, we, sure. we have dealing with this and with a, we cannot separate the soul in terms of religion and the soul in terms of psychoanalysis. The same person is the same soul, is the same inner life. The same anxieties, the same desires, and the same things. So sin is the same as pathology, and sanity is the same as sanctity. So we should get together things, and we, now we have a science that is truly theological in the basis. It's universal for all religions, so they should take advantage from this science. And it's out of ignorance and out of arrogance they don't do this. Because if they do this, they will have the possibility of being much more tolerant with the other religious uh, people, with other religions, or or be really able to create an ecumenic ground. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Brazil is, like, pointed out by many, many people, many, many, not only now, but before, centuries ago. Yeah. As this place were in the era of aquarium, or more or less around this era, something very beautiful should be spread throughout the world to have a better world. Yeah.
0: Not only the religious people but all groups of people can have can benefit from kepi science and
1: so we are inviting you that are listening to our conversation. You have your own ideals, you have your own dreams of a better society, a better place. So we have a place to receive you, to uh, welcome. welcome you, which is our uh, Grand Hotel Trilogia, which is our hotel where we have a nice, natural, relaxed place for you to go and to see how we apply analytical trilogy to the practical life.
0: That is very beautiful to see. And it's applicable in many, if not all, living situations or societies, too. Norberto Kepi's Analytical Trilogy allows diverse groupings of people from a wide spectrum of beliefs and philosophies of life to join together to do something meaningful. And doesn't the thought of that make your insides vibrate? A great chance to find out more is at our International Congress of Analytical Trilogy, July 6th to 12th, 2013, here in Brazil, www.icap.com. WS has all the latest on that. That's our program for this week. I'm Richard Lloyd Jones. Talk to you next time on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head.